Welcome to Movie Oubliette, the film review podcast for movies that most people have mercifully forgotten. I'm Dan. And I'm Conrad. And in each episode, we drag a forsaken film out of the Oubliette, discuss it and judge it to decide whether it should be set free, <laughs> or whether it should be thrown back and consigned to oblivion forever. <laughs> Hello listeners and welcome to episode 140 of Movie Oubliette, the globe gallivanting podcast with me Dan, in disbelief that it's almost December down here in Melbourne, Australia. (laughs) And me, Isaac, swallowing tons of tamales in San Antonio, Texas. (laughs) Oh, uh, in this podcast we cover forgotten genre films, sci-fi, horror and fantasy because we're all about Hitler hideous changeling girlfriends and ben stiller all having a (laughs) cup of joe in the underworld hello isaac (laughs) how are you i'm good i'm not all about hitler that's one-sided well you know yeah 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 (laughs) so uh listeners as you can guess uh conrad is not here at the moment we have our stand-in for this episode Isaac Sutton. He's a regular on the podcast. This is your fourth time, I think. Yeah, um, I think so. And those that don't know, he's a, he's a writer, editor, video essayist, and our very own social media overlord. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> fourth time. Uh, you were on for the episodes Kronos, the Andromeda Strain, and of course, The Fourth Kind. That, yes. That, I also uh, <laughs> had, I think it's more than that, because I was on for Sunshine. And oh, then, that's right. Yeah. Fifth, fifth, <laughs> fifth time. time. Fifth time. <laughs> second time this year, I might add, as well. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I'm so happy to be on. Every time y'all ask me to do this, I'm always just so stoked. Like, yeah. Movie <laughs> Liet is such a great show, and I am honored <laughs> to be a part of it. Oh, well, I'm honoured for you to be on. And also, uh, in, in the shoes of Conrad, uh, I, I, I do have to mention, I mean, it's. I think this is the first time we've had an American around the time of Thanksgiving as well. So <laughs> it's true, yeah. What, 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 do you do anything special for Thanksgiving? I mean, normally, my folks, we're, we kind of have a traditional Thanksgivings. <laughs> so sometimes we'll do the turkey and stuff, and it's very yeah. normal, and it's just the family get-together. But, like, my family's had turkey burgers on Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. Like, it's all about the food, you know? It's not really yeah. about anything else. It's just, like, what are we going to eat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? So we we tend to do it out for sure. But Yeah, yeah. So it's, is it normal for, like, there, there to be way too much food? And, oh, and yeah. You're just, Le- you're just leftovers stuffed. are essential. <laughs> right? You make so much that you require fridge space. Like, that yeah. is part of it. <laughs> Yeah, and I hear that there's quite a few dishes that I, I, I would find quite strange on, on Thanksgiving. I mean, apart from the turkey, there's, like, other dishes that are kind of quite traditional. Yeah, yeah, like cranberry sauce, uh, stuffing, green bean casserole. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Potatoes. I'm trying to think of, like, strange stuff. Oh, probably, like, 
um, sweet potato casserole with marshmallows and stuff. You probably that's freak what out. I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> marshmallows in a dish. Not not what I would normally expect. Yeah, we don't mess around with that as much. <laughs> it's, it's not for everybody. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds pretty strange. My to me. brother is a professional chef, and he made oh, yeah. these like weirdly savory-ish like sweet potato casserole things but it didn't have marshmallows on it was like goat cheese and like candied maple bacon and sweet potato and these little oh wow dough things oh my god so amazing (laughs) so shout out to max if you're listening (laughs) yeah wow a professional chef for for thanksgiving yes please i'm a lucky lucky man (laughs) lucky brother (laughs) yes yeah 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 so, Dan, I heard that there is some mail to go over. What's in the mailbag? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, we uh, we had quite a few comments on the sword and the sorcerer because uh, we put up some uh, posters asking people which ones were their favorite. And mm. uh, on Instagram, Damsel in the Dollhouse said, uh, the first poster is my favorite, which is, I think it's a classic one. Yeah. Um, with, with the snake and, and the original, um, the OG. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and she said, uh, really loved your review of the film. Seeing it as a child, those grotesque scenes really stuck with me. Never could remember anything else from the film, just those skinless, gruesome visuals. Uh, <laughs> definitely some Hellraiser moments in there. Uh, which is, yeah. I mean, I think every child was pretty traumatized for that movie, especially yeah, the horror scenes. I was traumatized as an adult man. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. couldn't believe when they were, they were talking about how young they were. That's crazy. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Eddie Coulter um, from Facebook said uh, he also agrees the first one was his favorite. And he still has the original movie novelization that he bought when it was first released. Yeah, novelizations of films. That was a thing. It definitely. I, I like to post. Sometimes I posted one for Space Camp on the movie Oubliette socials. Like, yeah. what a bizarre thing that was so popular. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I bought the novelization of Jurassic Park, which is weird because it comes it is a novel it to is start a novel. off with, <laughs> yeah, and then it got made into the movie, and then it got novelized, no, novelized, but from the movie, so it's like. <laughs> It's, it's like strange. when you download a JPEG so many times that it just becomes yeah, like um, just, like artifacts everywhere. It's just it can't be good blur. for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, Eddie Coulter also goes on to recommend some of Albert Pune's other films that he liked: uh, Cyborg, Radioactive Dreams, Alien from LA, Dole Man, Nemesis, Knights. Brain Smasher, A Love Story, and Omega Doom. Uh, He also said that he got to meet him a few times at various cons, and he was a joy to talk to. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Albert Pune's titles by themselves sound amazing. Like, I want to watch all of those. Brain Smasher? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's sick. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, of course, we got a message from Serge of Cold Crash Pictures. Hello, Serge. Hello, Serge. <laughs> uh, and he said, 
the sword in the sorcerer seems pretty on par for most sword and sorcery movies, which is probably why I don't spark to it. I guess it's fine for what it is. Uh, and then, but he does go on to say the trivia is wild, though the cinematographer <laughs> revolted against the director, the editor locked out of post-production. It grows just as much as Conan the Barbarian on 1K fewer screens. There's an on-screen death. WTF, one of the wilder episodes of Movie Oubliette. Yeah, it's one, it is one of those films where the production history is really interesting. Mm, yeah, it, it yeah. definitely, hearing y'all talk about it was uh, illuminating. <laughs> yes. Seems, seems like something I would not want to have to be a part of. Wow, that was a mangled sentence. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was an interesting film. Yeah. And and it's it's amazing that even the result of all of that was still kind of, you know, watchable and and yes. and has been sort of uh revered with that sort of nostalgia um for a lot of people. Yeah, it's always interesting when you hear about production hell like that and then it ends up something mildly intelligible like yeah, i remember exactly. hearing them talk about like the pirates of the caribbean shooting and like or like die hard and how they were literally writing die hard as they were filming it and stuff wow. like that yeah and yeah, it's just yeah. like man how's that <laughs> i feel like that shouldn't be allowed <laughs> like yeah it shouldn't work but sometimes mm. it does yeah sometimes it does Movie magic. yeah yes yes <laughs> well thank you listeners for getting in touch um and yeah We enjoy more messages and responses from you. So, Dan, what are we pulling out of the oubliette today? I'll just go grab it. (laughs) Ah, Ah, there's a flaming cop car just just sitting here. Oh, my gosh. It's got (laughs) no door handles, though. Peculiar. (laughs) Maybe if I do this weird hand gesture. Oh, yeah, here we go. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) I just grabbed the film. Okay, it's uh, driving away. Is that a jet engine? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Charlie. <sighs> All right, I'm back. So what, what'd you end up pulling out of that car, huh? <laughs> so today we are going to be doing a patron's choice uh, film. This was uh, chosen by our patron, Chizilla. Uh, it's mm. going to be Highway to Hell from 1991. I've never seen this movie. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never heard of it. Uh, it's directed by, um, I think it's Dutch director Atta de Jong. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I could be wrong. Uh, oh, yeah. Written by Brian Helgeland of uh, LA Confidential, Mystic River, Man on Fire fame. Uh, and it stars Chad Lowe, Christy Swanson, Patrick Bergen, uh, Adam Stork, Pamela Gidley, and CJ Graham. Did you say Chad Lowe at the top? Is that Robert Lowe's brother? Yeah. <laughs> Rob Lowe's younger brother. I didn't even know he had a younger brother. I did not either. <laughs> <laughs> So the synopsis for this film, after an incredibly long, boring opening title, we follow (laughs) the young couple, Charlie and Rachel, runaways to Vegas to get married. But after Charlie falls asleep at the wheel while driving, they are pulled over between two Joshua trees by the merciless cop from hell, Sergeant Bedlam, who abducts Rachel and takes her to literal hell. With the help of the local gas station attendant, who happens to know 
everything about the situation. Charlie is equipped with a shotgun and the underworld's vehicle of choice, the Volkswagen Beetle. But as Charlie enters hell, it's not what he expected. Zombie cops, streets paved with good intention human body parts, surprisingly helpful satanic mechanics, and of course, Ben Stiller's entire family. Will Charlie save his immortal beloved, Rachel, or will Hellcop blow him away to damnation with his hell cannon? We're going to find out after the break. I literally cannot wait. <laughs> yes. We are back to talk about Highway to Hell, chosen by our patron Chazilla. Isaac, you hadn't seen this movie? I had not. Yeah. <laughs> I had not, and I think most of the universe has not seen this movie. Yeah, um. I'd, I'd never heard of it, um, never seen it. I have to say, worst title for a film, because every time I Google Highway to Hell, all I get is the ACDC album. Um, <laughs> and and it's, it's, the song's not even in the movie. I know, the song's <laughs> not even in the movie. How is that possible? They sh- <laughs> I, I think they wanted the song in the movie, but it was just too expensive. But they, they, yeah, they should have changed the title like it, it you're not gonna get any results because you're just buried by like articles about the ACDC yeah. album <laughs> yeah well and apparently so i did a bu- i did some research for this movie because i was trying to fill you know trying to fill the master's shoes man yeah, <laughs> if, of, if, of if, course. yeah so uh i learned that Basically, the, A, there's a second movie that was released a year before this movie, also called Highway to Hell. No way. <laughs> yes. Right. So even if you searched for Highway to Hell movie, you might get two separate results. <laughs> but the reason that all went down was because, basically, this movie was a hellish production from the start. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> The script was sent over to the producer, and while he was kind of working on developing it, the lead producer of Highway to Hell, his the company that he was working for got completely shut down. Wow. <laughs> right? United right. Artists. And as part of his severance deal, he got to keep the movie rights and take it to wherever he worked next. So yeah. he went and he started developing it with this other production company, Helmsdale, which are the people who made Terminator and Platoon and all of wow. this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were in the midst of like a million and six legal battles <laughs> at the time oh, wow. against all kinds of people. And yeah. so as they were making the movie, the company went bankrupt completely. And so oh, although God. they started production in like 1988, 1989, and they finished it for a summer of 1990 release, they had to hold yeah. on to the movie for an extra two years and not release it until 92 because the company was just going through so many like bankruptcy proceedings oh, that God. they couldn't like like get it done and then so when the film went for release it was only distributed in eight movie theaters in the u.s right. <laughs> when it first went out and so we probably wouldn't have never heard about this movie like period but 
it just so happened, like I said earlier, Helmsdale made Terminator, <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. so when they did one of the reissues for Terminator, they went and did like one of those double combo deals, right? Where it's oh, like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Terminator and Highway to Hell, <laughs> right? right? You get it yeah. under the same package. And so that was like the first time Highway to Hell saw like an actual somewhat major release and i'm sure it played on tv and stuff as well <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, yeah that was how highway to hell was like actually distributed so the niche for this particular film <laughs> and the the amount of oubliettes <laughs> that is yeah. this movie it is deep in the oubliette man like this is in the recesses <laughs> yeah yeah wow Wow, yeah, what what a way to sort of have a resurgence, just being tagged on to <laughs> Terminator. It does yeah. have kind of similarities to Terminator, and, and with Hellcop being pretty much a Terminator, just indestructible and just ruthless. Right. But and and also it doesn't feel like a 90s movie, obviously because it wasn't filmed in the, in 90s. the 90s. Yeah, it, was, it feels <laughs> very much like an 80s movie, 100%. It does. It does. <laughs> they're, they're, what when we do the mooblies, it's gonna be. It was very difficult for me to pick something from the nineties. <laughs> yeah. The only nineties thing I had to pull was Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> it's in the yeah. movie as Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Gilbert Gottfried as Hitler. I mean, I can't think of the most sort of inappropriate and uh, like perfect choice for perfect. for Hitler. I mean, he is hilarious. <laughs> and he's um, not just Hitler, he's Hitler done trying to convince Cleopatra and Attila the Hun that he's not Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly. funny. <laughs> um, it is outrageous. I mean, uh, yeah, to watch. So I, I want to just backtrack a little bit. So this is directed by Asher de Jong, or At de Jong. Um, mm. This is a Dutch director. He... I haven't seen many of his films. The only one that stands out is Drop Dead Fred, um, which had very similar in terms of like uh, sort of dark comedy. This Mm. movie has a very sort of witty, but like kind of pulling the finger at you at the same time kind of humor. It says everything with like a wink and a smile. It's very like campy, silly, like everything is hellish right and horror inspired but it wouldn't yeah. say it's like scary it's no. kind of like isn't this ridiculous right like yeah uh, yeah yeah i i, I kind of see it similar to like a lot of uh, other sort of dark uh, movies from around about the same time late 80s uh, early 90s and um, so a lot of early tim burden films uh like beetlejuice uh, um even nightmare before christmas and like adam's family uh, and even like kids movies like the witches and hocus pocus like it's got a very sort of evil sort of smirk to it like it's <laughs> yeah like this is hell but it's it's like all the bad stuff for all the good things, you know, like I think um, Rachel calls someone a bastard and he says, oh, down here, that's a compliment kind of thing. It's, it's that sort of humor, <laughs> yeah. like all the bad things are all the good things. But yeah, it, it is very kind of witty and there's just like tons of detail in this movie. Well, so much of it is like in the production design too, right? Like I would yes. say like the script of this movie isn't that funny? <laughs> like it's it's got know. it's got its moments. It's got <laughs> yeah. its moments. Some of the jokes hit for me, but the like signs, like if you're paying attention to what the signs say in the yes, movie, yes. that is like 
the funniest parts <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Like, one of them, so in this movie, the devil owns a car repair shop, and it's AAA, Anarchy, yeah. Armageddon, Annihilation. Yes, <laughs> that's on the right. the side of his truck. And instead of the... Um, to serve and protect on the side of the cop car it says to endanger and enslave <laughs> which is very good like, yeah 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 you can pretty much um like pause any scene and just read one of the signs in the background and it's it's something ridiculously hell related um so in the casino uh one of the signs in the background it just says in satan we trust all others pay cash (laughs) it's just great (laughs) i think that's kind of the highlight of this movie in general right is really kind of the world building it does with that Mm, because mm. it's so detailed and so kind of like odd and and winking it almost feels like a simpsons episode or something like that yeah come into live action it does yeah it's hyper cartoonish and in just a very unique tone that is i mean unlike anything i've really ever seen before Mm, mm, (laughs) like mm, mm. you know it's kind of maybe like roger rabbit (laughs) you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 it's very uh peculiar and i don't i don't know that everyone is supposed like it's hard to figure out whether or not it was their intention to make everybody a cartoon or if it's just <laughs> people's lack of acting ability <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you know there are so many sort of characters that just have like one line i mean we can talk about the stillers in a in a moment but like <laughs> this <laughs> There's just, like, so many, like, standout characters that just show up, say their, their bit, and then they're gone. Like, the, the good intentions people, like, it's it's ridiculous. Yes. Um, and, yeah, Is like, that- little, all the details with, with, like, they're rubbish collectors on the road, except they're dumping rubbish on the road. Yeah. It's, like, the opposite all, of what, what you expect. They're all dressed like Andy Warhol. And I don't know why. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's so, it's so weird. There's so many weird like <laughs> non sequiturs like that like yeah yeah the ice cream guy the I- so there's like a zombie oh, yes, yes. <laughs> ice cream man that attacks him at one point and he screams i'm going to scoop your brains and that's all he's yeah. there for <laughs> like, yeah yeah there's yeah there's so many yeah. moments in this movie that are very kind of just like so what, what was going on there <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- there's also a cameo from Lita Ford. This is before my time. So she is the, the woman before the ice cream guy shows yes. up. Uh, she's trying to, like, get help from Charlie or something. She, she's a massive, like, rock and roll sort of 80s metal um, singer. Yeah. I didn't know I, I didn't, know I didn't that either. Before my time. <laughs> so th- there is kind of an audience. Like, th- there is a target audience. You have pretty much people that anti-society. Pretty much anti-conformity. Like this is your type of movie. Like it's 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 the the middle crowd. It's like the bikey crowd. Like hell in this movie is is pretty much the desert yeah. bikies <laughs> punks. Yeah, like it's Utah gamblers. with like more yeah. men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very. It's a lot of fun though. It's not. Like, I feel like some might, people might hear, like, that and think that there's more of an edge to it than there is. Like, 
It's no, all played no. as like almost kind of cutesy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. And it, it, there doesn't really seem to be any sort of uh, like peril. Yeah. Like uh, Charlie does get shot and die, I guess, but he gets brought back. Um, and 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 like the the hell cop gets shot a few times and it seems does to nothing. Die, but then <laughs> gets brought yeah. back. Like it's it's like no no one seems to be able to die or be hurt in this movie. And I think that's like the biggest thing that it lacks. Like I I t- I made some jokes about the acting and and everything feeling like a cartoon and all of this stuff, right? But truly, the part of this movie that's kind of difficult to stomach is that things just kind of happen. <laughs> over and over and over again and they don't yeah really like feel like they progress anything (laughs) how i would describe this movie it is kind of your classic um it's more like a fantasy adventure movie Mm -hmm. like i mean it does have horror elements but it feels like movies like i don't know the, the labyrinth or narnia or wizard of oz you know or, or Stardust, you're you're getting propelled into this new alternate reality and having to save the girl or you know defeat the villain or whatever. But and and it's just you meet all these colourful and and interesting characters along the way that may help you or may sort of uh, try to stop you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in those movies, like the characters learn something or they yeah. have like this yeah. really compelling like sort of family narrative yeah <laughs> you, you know sure, sure. In, in, in this one like charlie just kind of like <laughs> he, he bursts into hell sees some people goes ah and then he runs <laughs> to the next one and then he sees yeah. them and he goes oh my gosh and then he runs <laughs> to the next one and th- there's like a thousand not a thousand but there is a lot of like yeah. random MacGuffins, right like all of a sudden his this bracelet that he gives his fiance yeah, at Rachel, the beginning yeah. of Rachel like it's super important and he's like constantly grabbing the this little bracelet but yeah. then it doesn't really do anything or mean anything or matter in any capacity she just kind of puts it on in the end when she when he gives it to her like there's a lot of stuff like that. He meets the devil several times, and the devil is just kind of cool with him. They just kind of sit and chat and then move yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised by sort of the villains in this movie. So, so there is the devil, Bezel, um, who's introduced as as the the satanic mechanic. So you don't know he's. <laughs> The devil, but it's it's pretty obvious. His name's Bezel. I mean, come yeah. on, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a twist we saw coming a mile miles away. And you've got him, and he's not that evil, like you said. He's he's he kind of at the end he lets him have the race because he thinks, oh, he's going to lose the, the race and he's not going to escape hell. Yeah. Um, but he's yeah, he's not that evil. He never like kills anyone uh, or anything. Like he he's he's actually pretty pretty nice guy. Um, he's not that tricky either. Like it's not like he's constantly uh, forcing all of these temptations on him or like all the he he literally. So Charlie, yeah, let yeah, me, yeah. let's yeah. run it back for a second. <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot going on. <laughs> There's a lot going on. So Charlie shows up in hell, yes. right after his girlfriend is kidnapped by the hell cop, which everybody only refers yes. to as hell cop, right? He chases down Hellcop, gets run off the road, meets up with yeah, Bezel, yeah. <laughs> Bezel, whatever he calls him, and 
Beazel just fixes his car and says, hey, your girlfriend is in the hell capital. And he goes, yeah. thanks, guy. <laughs> Moves on. Try, like Spends a little bit of time getting to the hell capital where there the devil, a.k.a. Bezel, also is yeah. with his yeah. girlfriend. <laughs> it, it's kind of just like, do you want to leave? Because I could make you like a great violinist. Yeah. <laughs> It's what the devil says to <laughs> Charlie's girlfriend. And Charlie's girlfriend's like, yeah, I love my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go and leave, <laughs> right? They they encounter a little bit of peril, but it's the peril of their own making. Mm. Because the devil tells them, don't look back. Because if you look back, you're going to be screwed. Because this is yeah, yeah. a Greek yeah, myth. You're all fearsome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Eurydice, yeah. yeah. And then... Of course, they look back, and instead of anything super bad happening, just a bunch of people in wallpaper clothes yeah. uh, <laughs> push their car around a little bit. They escape, and then they meet back up with the devil a second mm. time, <laughs> right? To say, I'm going to save basically the Antichrist. I was confused yeah, by that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. The The devil constantly gives him second chances like constant like he he gets shot yeah devil brings him back you know he he goes to rescue right. rachel he lets them go you know they they want to leave hell right he lets them have a chance to race to leave hell like he's constant he's not that bad and there's no like stakes to it there's no like if you do this maybe yeah. i'll steal your life <laughs> like you know there's not like a lot of things that are threatening or like this should have like genie rules right, right right where it's like oh i wish i was taller and they make right, you as tall as yeah. a skyscraper you know like where's the mischievousness yeah. of this guy like in like bedazzled <laughs> you, know? you know that brendan fraser movie <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a twist to every every sort of uh wish <laughs> yeah like you can make him like a temptress or whatever who like is trying to get you to do bad things by accident or you can make him like outright just a bad guy who wants to kill you mm, but you can't mm. make him just like a passive observer and make yeah, your movie feel yeah. like it's important yeah yeah what was his intent anyway like is, does he just abduct woman using Hellcop to hell to what? What what does he do with that? I was it was so odd. At the end at the very end of the movie, he says that he wants to have a child with Rachel. But that's it feels like completely <laughs> counter to everything else that we've seen from this otherwise perfectly normal dude. More yeah. normal than any other character that we meet in this movie. Mm. Like every but every other like denizen of hell besides the devil and his kid, who I think we should talk about in a second, yeah. is like some kind of bizarre comic book thing, right? It's either Andy Warhol's or it's Jimmy Hoffa like owning this crazy stripper casino thing. Yeah, yeah. Or like an actual demon that has transformed itself to look like Rachel. Like yeah. they're all they all have like some kind of insanity to them. Mm, and then the mm. devil's just kind of like this normal guy. And then at the end he shows up in like devil makeup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but he still kind of just acts vaguely I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not that evil. Um and you've also got I mean Hellcop as well as mm. as a villain as his kind of like you know go to henchman he's pretty amazing i mean he is just 
the Terminator slash like maniac cop. Like he's just stone cold killer. You unstoppable. Yeah. You know he doesn't have any lines because he probably couldn't speak because all of, all of his face makeup would fall <laughs> off him. But uh, like he, <laughs> the, I I like that. Like he he he's kind of like that silent impossible like bad guy yes i agree so the makeup for hellcop so if if you haven't seen what hellcop looks like he's he's covered in these kind of scarring letters that have been carved into his face um and he's got like black police uniform with like pentagrams all over it like just yeah. like instead of like uh the the cop badges you've got just like pentagrams um so the the makeup was done by steve johnson um he's very famous i haven't heard his name but he he's worked on on movies like uh leviathan uh, nightmare on elm street 4 um howling 4 and 6 uh blade 2 species american werewolf in london uh night of the demons dead heat which we've covered return of the living dead 3 um yeah so really really uh sort of renowned makeup artist uh, so i saw an interview with cj graham who plays hellcop and he said it, it took five hours to put the makeup on it's starting Jeez. at 3 3 a.m in the morning um, and he said he would be falling asleep in the chair because it would take so long and um he would miss lunch call because the makeup he couldn't chew or eat or I guess even talk really because uh, mm. all the all the bits would just fall off him because um, it was all glued on. So he had to just drink Jeez. milkshakes through oh, a really? straw <laughs> for lunch. It's like grueling, grueling. But like sugary. <laughs> yeah. But it looked it looked great. Like I mean his his whole look was like wow. Yeah. Apparently um based on Clive Barker's Books of Blood um, character. So it has that, yeah, it does have that sort of um, horror, Hellraiser type look to it. It's the it's definitely the most iconic part of the film, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and also, like, just his, his sort of accessories. Like, the, the gun is, is not just a normal gun. It looks like some weird-ass <laughs> yeah, like sci-fi. Ray <laughs> yeah, ray gun. And his car's, like, futuristic. It's, it's kind of not what you expected. I, I expected them to go, like, you know, Mad Max- on the car, you're just like yeah. like panels just uh, glued rusty. onto it and rusty and like that yeah. sort of almost like steampunk look to it. But it's not. Right. They, they went sci-fi, which was yeah. unexpected. And they do that with the capital of hell too, where it kind of just looks like Gotham. Like it's very like, yeah. kind of art deco-y, lots of like shapes and stuff to it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of details in terms of like, I guess, biblical or, or or mythological stuff that they add into the movie. There's the the river sticks, um, mm-hmm. with with the blind, Chiron um, or whatever. Yeah, it's sort of a, uh, a boat boat guy. Boat yeah, <laughs> he takes know. you across the river sticks. Yeah, and uh, and even when when they they reach Cerberus the the sort of too. Cerberus, that's right. And when they reach um the devil's building lair, um, there's there's an apple. In a, in a sort of a glass yeah. uh, encasement, yeah, which like, I guess is, is like the, the, a- sin. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the apple that um, Eve bit into in the Garden of Eden. So there's like a lot of sort of little um, references to biblical stuff or mythological stuff, which I yeah. really liked. 
I liked that too. I I have a couple others that I was like, this is so creative and out of left field. Like the coffee shop that all of the cops go to is named Pluto, which is the Roman name for Hades, like the devil. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then like at the coffee bar, Ben Stiller's mom and dad (laughs) have this tour where she just like keeps talking, keeps talking and like won't give him the coffee that he's trying to get from her. It's like his personal torture. And that's like the myth of Tantalus who like can uh, eat and drink, but can't taste anything or whatever from Greek mythology. So there's a lot of like clever stuff they have in that. There's the signs on the um, roadway to hell that all of the VW Beatles are going down. They're like, all yeah. of these um, references to like Dante's Inferno and Paradise Lost, like it's all of their places. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So there's a lot of like really clever. Uh, they do a lot with like the location, right? Yeah, I, I really like the location, like the sort of desert um, hellscape, I guess. But it's not you know a fire and brimstone. It's just like you know Arizona or whatever. Yeah. It does have that sort of driving movie like cross-country type movie um feel to it It, it's similar to like even the premise at the start like you've got the two lovers you know driving across country they've escaped their parents and they're gonna get married um it's it is kind of similar to a lot of films like true romance and and wild at heart uh like Badlands, uh, even like Natural Born Killers or A Life Less Ordinary, you've just got this couple just driving across a desert. And, I mean, it just happens to be hell. And, and you know, they come across a casino and a, and a diner. And it's it's – I really do like that setting. Like, maybe it's a bit late, like, overdone now, but, like, I, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I think, I think, it's, I think it's really creative. Right. I think this movie just needed more time in the oven <laughs> or something, yeah, right? Sure. Like, there are so many things about this movie that are fun and creative and feel very detailed oriented like that, right? Yes. But then there are also so many parts of this movie that feel like they come completely out of left field, are brought up once, and then just stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? sure. Like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I have yeah. this whole list of them. <laughs> okay, like, okay. So, so the, the devil's kid, right? There's Adam. This whole, there's yeah, this yeah. whole subplot between Adam and Royce, right? There's this leader of the biker gang named Royce who yes. is like, I guess, an antichrist who like the devil is disappointed in and so he'll never send him up into Earth. Right, And then yes. there's this kid named Adam who I guess is also kind of the Antichrist, but the devil wants to keep him in hell for a little bit, and so he can send him up to Earth, and then he can be like, Napoleon? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> he mentions as one of his inspirations. This is Napoleon, oh, yeah. Hitler, and Attila the Hun. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, that dynamic and that subplot is just bizarre and comes up and out like constantly and it doesn't have any weight to like the main characters mm, but they involve mm. themselves in it like a lot <laughs> yeah yeah know? yeah um and 
I'm just thinking, like, he drives a pizza car, like, at the very beginning of the oh, movie. Oh, the pizza like, car's great, though. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Some of the things are, like, things that make the movie what it is. Like, it makes it campy and interesting. Yeah, and yeah. And kind of, like, peculiar. Like, why does the weird harbinger at the first gas station they go to hand him a teddy bear clock? <laughs> right yeah like right. They, he hands them this teddy bear with a clock inside its chest and then but it doesn't come up again <laughs> it just <laughs> happens right there and like yeah. the sh- the same guy he hands him he gives him the shotgun that his wife made out of hubcaps yeah <laughs> like they're just things that they say that just happen to them yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like when when charlie gets captured by the biker gang right yeah. they all have re- like these very odd instruments of to like hurt him with and torture him with like that's right them, yeah it's a little like handsaw but it's only like a quarter of a handsaw <laughs> and he like points it towards his genitalia and yeah. then like another one ends up having like a clown flower that shoots acid and then another yeah. one has like dentistry tools yeah, 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 like yeah. stuff like that like it's part of the charm of this movie but it's also just part of the reason it doesn't work because it yeah. doesn't it doesn't have any like coherence to it stuff just happens <laughs> then you yeah. just have to like hey baby you roll with it if you don't roll with it then you're not gonna like it <laughs> i know? mean that i think that's what is is kind of it kind of sticks with you all those little details like yeah like like you said the royce's rabble of men um so in the in the credits they they have specific sort of Personas, I guess. So they've got the clown, the doctor, the woodsman, the exterminator, and the dentist. Like, I, yeah, there's no rhyme or reason why they are like that at all. Um, And even the, the, yeah, the pizza car at the start. So it's got like this illuminated slice of pizza on the roof of the car that says Nunzio's Pizza. Uh, And from afar, it looks like you're watching a video game where you know you've got your your <laughs> yeah, car. Like the, he's the player character. Yeah, it's got the player like <laughs> arrow above the car. Look, it's so weird to look at, and <laughs> it's, it's just like little weird. things like that where they just thought, I guess why not? You know, yeah. let's just put it in there. Like it's interesting. <laughs> it's fine. Well, no like, explanation needed. And there's there are full scenes like that. It's not just like the the. <laughs> just like weird character personalities and stuff like at the beginning of the movie they're sitting in this diner and they're eating hamburgers and then charlie gets really freaked out because he sees a cop and he's like oh your mom's going to uh make us go back home and we won't be able to get married so we got to leave right now yeah 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 he just leaves all this money on the counter and then he goes back for his hamburger puts the burger in his mouth and then feeds his dog the hamburger with his mouth? Yeah. Why? <laughs> what? Gross. And yeah. then there are other scenes of the movie where he's licking his dog on the mouth. <laughs> like, what's going on with that? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's really weird. At one point in the movie, so Ch- Charlie is leaving Bezel's garage yeah. and Adam decides he wants to hitch a ride and like leave with charlie and so they have this like long sequence where adam is like hanging off the side of this vw beetle and yeah. adam's like eight years old you guys I know. He's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's a really little kid and they have him just kind of dangling <laughs> off mm, the side mm. of a car for some reason like i don't know yeah it doesn't work for me yeah <laughs> 
I mean, I do, I do have a question as well uh, regarding the Volkswagens. Like, yes. what, 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 why, I, why I is the Volkswagen why. Beetle a, 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 a satanic cat? Why, why is it? It's because, it's because they were initially developed for the Nazis. <laughs> Really? Oh, I get it. (laughs) Yes. Right. Yes. Which is also like, again, this is the kind of humor that the movie has sometimes where it's like, oh, that's like a joke that's kind of like weirdly layered that you kind of have to be in on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I might just not get this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I might not be in on this. I mean, like, even, like, looking at all the characters in hell, you've got, yeah, you've got Nazis and stuff and, and cops and, uh, yeah, Attila the Hun, played by Ben Stiller, and Cleopatra and Hitler. Um, and then just, like, <laughs> random other people, these, like, nuns and priests and then, you know, cowboys. all the... Cowboys. Cowboys <laughs> and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess there must be a reason for everyone. And there, there are, aren't they like um, sort of Confederate soldiers? Yes. When he makes it into Hell City, everybody is just like a war reenactor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's like people with Confederate clothes and there are people with like yeah. revolutionary clothes. I, I don't, you know, it's it's just. And then there are also people who, like I said earlier, just look like wallpaper. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like they are wearing skin tight onesies that look like bad eighties wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, at one point, Charlie does blast away at these characters with his shotgun, and everyone just kind of falls to bits and like as if they're made out of plaster or stone yeah. or something. What's yeah. that all about? It beats me, man. <laughs> <laughs> in hell, if you, it's like I guess part of it in my head, I was like. Oh, that's because everything is so hot and dry there that they're all just powder on the inside. Yeah. Like, I've tried to rationalize it like that, but it really doesn't make any sense. They all yeah. just are like, they shatter into mannequin forms or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, is there some sort of ancient Greek myth where that happens or something and that we just don't know about? Yeah, like, uh, that probably is, it probably is something like that, though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. this is like a VW Beetle thing all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's some layer to it that I, I'm missing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um. Also, the gun that uh, Halcop uses. So he shoots one person at one point and they just like kind of spiral into this kind of whirlwind of like nothing. Um, and where did they go? The, like they're already in hell. <laughs> yeah. do, they, do they go yeah. to purgatory? Where, where else do they go? I don't know. It made sense. I can't remember if he shoots somebody above ground. The first time he shot somebody, I was like, oh, they disappear on purpose. Yeah, he, I think he shoots uh, Jerry Stiller. <laughs> he oh, shoots that's Jerry right. Stiller's character in the diner. Um, yeah. But also Charlie ends up shooting Hellcop with it. Right. Hellcop so, yeah. goes So away. when he shoots Jerry, right, and he teleports off in like a TNG-style teleporter effect, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just assumed, oh, he's gone out of existence. Right. But then Hellcop gets shot with his own gun later yeah. in the film, and he's fine. <laughs> like regenerates yeah you know you just can't kill Halcop apart from unless you shoot him in the sunglasses (laughs) yeah I know (laughs) (laughs) Akali's heel are his sunnies like (laughs) which is insane 
it doesn't make sense. No, well, and it's the way that it it is explained to you is insane as well because the little eight year old kid in the back seat is like, "You have to shoot him in the sunglasses, Charlie." (laughs) And Charlie's like, "Why didn't you tell me that earlier?" And he says, "I wasn't on your side. (laughs) I'm I'm on the good team now." What? That's nothing. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens while <laughs> the other antichrist, the disappointed antichrist is sh- shoving King Arthur's sword into the side of this VW Beetle yeah. to kill an 8-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like uh, unhinged. <laughs> An unhinged yeah. sequence. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now it's time for Random Trivia! So, Dan, what trivia did you find at the bottom of a boiling coffee cup for us today? Yeah, yeah, all, all chained up with some donuts. Um, so, <laughs> so the look of Halcop is, is very distinctive um, with the carvings on, on his face. But if you look very closely on, on his chin, there are the letters SJ and LQ, which stand for Steve Johnson, uh, the makeup artist, and Linnea Quigley, his now, I think, I believe, ex-wife. But um, yeah, so mm. on his chin, I did pause it just to make sure, and you do see just kind of on a diagonal SJ and LQ on his chin. So sweet. It's That's a much different than carving your name into like a tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just into hell cop. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our trivia. Yeah. I guess we have to talk uh, at length at the Stillers. So it's Ben Stiller's <laughs> entire family seems to be in this movie. So Ben Stiller, <laughs> yeah. his sister Amy Stiller, uh, his mum Anne Mira, and his dad Jerry Stiller. Just wh- why? What was there like some sort of combo deal that yes. was going on? I'd, I like that's why exactly are they in this? what happened. Really? That's, that's exactly what happened. I mean, uh, from what I read, they went and approached the parents and were like, hey, will you do a cameo in this movie? And they said, yes, if our kids get to be in it. <laughs> right. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this is before Ben Stiller was famous. So this is 1989, I guess, when it was filmed. Um, and, you know, his big break, I guess, was... Reality Bites, 1994. Mm. I mean, uh, there's something about Mary didn't come out until 1998 um, and meet the parents in, in 2000. It's kind of weird because I always think of Ben Stiller as always being famous. Like, it's weird to see him in a role where he's t- he's such a tiny role as well. Yeah. He's only in it for, like, 10 seconds as this, like, weird fry cook of this diner that just cooks food on the pavement because it's outside hell, I guess. Outside of the diner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he cooks food outside of the diner and talks yeah. about putting his head cheese in it. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. Weird. Yeah, he's like breaking <laughs> eggs on his head and like frying this massive steak on, on, on just on the pavement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it's just nothing. Well, he also plays Attila the Hun. Yes, he does. He plays two different roles in this movie, and I guess they just expect that you won't notice that he's Attila the Hun, but you definitely do. Oh, you definitely. (laughs) Well, because, like, you know, we know who Ben Stiller is. is. Like, back then, no no one would have known. So, like, I guess guess it's that. I guess they get away with it, yeah. Yeah, it's it's bizarre seeing him in such a tiny role, though. It's so strange. It really is strange. And especially such a strange role. Like, it's not just that he's kind of, like, has a bit role. He has, like, a, a lot of speaking lines in this movie. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, but they're mostly just screamed. Like, he calls Rachel a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> Like, I he know. says, what, you're a vegetarian bitch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, which is oh. a weird... Thing. I know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very, very out of character for Ben Stiller, you know. Yeah. You know, we're used to him being either like a bumbling idiot or like the nice guy that just makes a lot of mistakes. Yes. Not this so. like enraged, <laughs> strange person. Like it's very, yeah. very weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had no idea that his parents were so famous. Like I mean, I you know, Jerry Stiller obviously big in um Seinfeld, but um yeah, his parents were uh, they had like a duo called um, Stiller and Mira, um, mm. and they used to have like regu- regular appearances on um, the Ed Sullivan Show. Um, mm. I had no idea. Were they quite big, like for you growing up? Did was it always on reruns on TV? I had no concept of that until this film. I was like, "Oh right, okay, well." And then when I started doing research, it was like, "What? I got to find out why this entire family." <laughs> <laughs> was recruited for this and so it, i stumbled upon that little niche fact of they approached the parents and it was just yeah. like they they wanted to initially include all kinds of celebrity cameos oh, so it right, wasn't yeah. just gonna be like gilbert Gottfried and the stillers it was gonna be like one of those classic comedies where it's like oh there's a famous person and there's a famous oh, person like, and like blues like, brothers kind of thing like you yes. just got yeah constant cameos constant cameos but then when it was like time to go into production they had to slash the budget by like 50 percent or 60 percent or something and they're like well we can't afford a lot of cameos who can we get and so they nailed down gilbert godfrey like (laughs) immediately they're like this is the guy and then after that they approached the stillers and they're like well if our kids can be in it and they were like done and that was it I mean, they well, got Lita, they, Lita they Ford. Got, they got Leah Ford. They yeah, got yeah, Leah Ford yeah, as yeah. well. And she's a great in the movie. I would say she delivers a, a fun performance. Like, Oh, yeah, for sure. It's only one line, but it's very fun. I mean, yeah. I, like, just her appearance alone is is pretty standout. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure many, many young boys were, you know, very uh, <laughs> enamored by that. By yeah. that. How do you get to hell? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Like what a what an icon, man! Holy yeah, crap! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, but, yeah. Uh... Coming to you live from the Movie Oubliette Theater. It's the prestigious Movie Awards. Hey, it's that special time of the pod, the Movely Awards, where we nominate our favourite V-dub Beatle revving parts of the film in a number of evil good intention categories. <laughs> Best quote. 
after Rachel gets kidnapped and Charlie has to go back to the Harbinger and is like, do the whole like, what just happened? Was that the devil thing? Yeah. He is like screaming his bloody head off. Yeah. Right? Like, they took Rachel! <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and he's losing his mind. It is, it is overacting to like beyond Broadway. It mm-hmm, is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, can't you phone them? Don't you know their phone number? <laughs> the Harbingers goes, you can't phone hell, boy. You can drive there, but you can't phone hell. <laughs> like, they just have the energy in the Harbinger seeds very good. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, my favorite quote is from Ben Stiller. Uh, mm. So it's when Rachel kind of bumps into him and she's trying to ask him how to get out of hell. And he responds with, I don't know. But I do know this steak has your name on it. But then Rachel kind of continues on, you know, she's just like, oh, you're not helpful. But then he says, what is it? Because you're a vegetarian? Because I'm telling you, it tastes very similar to chicken. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what is this? Just random nonsense. (laughs) Best hair or costume. So my hair and costume for this one is the donut shop cops they're a blast yeah like there's no denying it there's one they're all dead cops but they all have one or two little like strange things about them Mm. one of them has a handcuff through his eyeballs um another one has like see no evil hear no evil like all of his sensory organs are like right Yeah, yeah, yeah like webbed off and then another one is like he looks like he drowned like he's caught up in a bunch of like fishing wire it's really creative i like i like that yeah. a lot yeah 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 like they looked either fr- straight from uh the set of hellraiser or like a romero like zombie film as, like, yeah like the most of them are covered <laughs> in cobwebs as well like right yeah some of them are really low budget one of the guys is just crossing his eyes i know <laughs> i know it's like <laughs> <laughs> like, but then we it's didn't like, have enough uh, makeup. <laughs> just cross your eyes. It's, it's evil. Yeah. <laughs> but the good ones are really good. You guys, trust me. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> um, here in costume, I mean, the obvious choice would be Hell Cop. Like he is—he's yes. very iconic. Um, but I did kind of laugh at his sunglasses because they're kind of like the Morpheus, like stuck on sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Like they've got no like arm bits. Like, yeah, they don't go on his ears. They're just kind of attached to his face. And, and that sort of reflective, weird glass material that they had. It was big in the early, ni- I guess through in the 90s with all the extreme sports guys and like yes. snowboarders and stuff. Yeah, it's the kind of glasses that fishermen wear now. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> most, most 90s moment. So my most 90s moment is Gilbert Gottfried as Hitler. Oh, yeah. It doesn't get more iconic than Gilbert Gottfried in the 90s. Got yeah. him as Iago, all of the classics. Problem but child. because this was made in the 80s, I did do an 80s moment yeah everybody's obsessed with virginity in this movie (laughs) like are you a virgin it's embarrassing to be a virgin but you want to be a virgin (laughs) yeah like 
that was such a big thing in like The Breakfast Club or like so many 80s movies were just like I feel like it was you, 90s as you know, well. You know, you got American Pie, all of those like teen comedies from the 90s. Yeah. That was like the premise of everything. Just like lose my virginity. That that is it. That's the most important thing. Right. Favorite, favorite scene. So my favorite scene in this movie is the opening because I had no idea what to expect with this. I went in completely blind, no trailers, mm-hmm. no nothing. Yeah. And it opens on this postcard that says Highway to Hell, but rather than playing the song Highway to Hell, it starts <laughs> with this guy's vocalization which is like <laughs> like he starts singing really scatting yeah and then these synths come in and like (laughs) i just started dying laughing because it was so strange and off-putting i could have never predicted it so yeah yeah i quite like the last fight scene so Mm. the gang have escaped hell and they think they're safe but oh no no hell cop comes (laughs) back uh, and uh, he's he's there's a struggle between um, him and Charlie, and then I think Charlie like cracks one of his glass lenses the, of his sunglasses. Yeah. And then Rachel finally like blows his his sunglasses off with with a shotgun, and it reveals like just blinding blue beams of light just yeah. radiating from his eye sockets, like really bright uh, yes. beams of light. It's just it looks incredible and then he just spontaneously explodes uh, because yes. that's his, his weakness is he must have sunglasses <laughs> to be alive destruction. I, I don't know <laughs> i don't i don't really understand that but it looked really cool that oh, yeah. that whole scene most cliche moment my biggest cliche is the ominous harbinger of doom yeah <laughs> like gotta have him <laughs> i i mean it's funny though because normally the harbinger is just like a little bit creepy uh, yes. and and not helpful, but then he turns out to be really helpful. Like, <laughs> really helpful. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and quite nice, actually. So. <laughs> yeah. So helpful to an extent that it's like, wow, you just gave me a car. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. And, and just everything he needed. It's um, true. Yeah. A cl- cliche for me, uh, so Royce's gang uh, of mm. of bikey punks, uh, we are, I don't know. We've covered so many movies where the gang is just like punks on on bikes, like the Wraith uh, we did, um, and and Razorback. It's every <laughs> desert just full of bikey punks. <laughs> yeah, Mad Max changed it all, baby. Yeah, I know. Best special, special effect. effect. My favorite special effect is the handcuffs. I love them, yes. They're fantastic, aren't they? <laughs> Such a standout. They're handcuffs that are literally hands <laughs> that clip onto Rachel's wrists yeah. as cuffs. Yeah. And they're all mechanical. They're they're not right, um, prosthetics. Right. Apparently they cost the production $75,000 to wow. make those in the late 80s. Wow. Um, but, I mean, they look like real hands, and they're very cool to, to, yeah. to see. But th- I do have to point out, they are kind of useless because <laughs> yeah, uh, they are, they, they are hands that have... <laughs> 
feeling, you know? <laughs> and so Rachel gets away by pouring hot coffee on them at one point. Like, the- <laughs> just use metal handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> favorite sound effect. My favorite sound effect is at one point, Charlie and Adam are kind of driving along the road and they enter this rain that's like oil rain and it just makes this really fun like gloop 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 kind of sound doesn't it yeah yeah i was like that's really cool that's a nice little attention to detail Mm, mm, mm. my favorite sound was the hell car like the the futuristic electric car sound to it i just wasn't expecting it at all yeah it's got like a top gunny you know, spaceship noise. It's yeah. very specific and mm, cool. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. Really liked it. Most funniest moment. My funniest scene. I don't know why this got me so good either, but it really did. Is one of the Beatles in the big highway sequence has a bumper sticker that says Pontius is my co-pilot on it, which is very <laughs> funny to me. Okay. Instead of Jesus is my co-pilot, Pontius right. Pilot's my co-pilot. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> that's so good. It's like, that's so clever. <laughs> I love love all the signage in this movie. That one was a standout. Though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, funny for me, like you can't go past Gilbert Gottfried as Hitler. It is just <laughs> it's immaculately it's, done. It's great. It's so perfect. It is. It really is. When you think of Hitler, you don't think, oh, Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It's so true. And he has so many great little lines, like, because he's trying to convince Cleopatra and Attila Hun that he's not Hitler. Yeah. At one point, he's like, the devil, he said hello and called me Bob. Or something like, <laughs> and it's said in such a matter-of-fact way in the background of another scene. I know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, really good I mean, stuff. it's this classic Gilbert Gottfried, like, delivery as well. Just everything... Shouted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, <man. laughs> so oh god. Okay, that's our uh, movie awards. Hi, this is Vincenzo Natali. I'm the director of Cube and Splice, and you're listening to Movie Oubliette. Okay, it's time for our final verdicts. Should Highway to Hell from 1991 be released from the Oubliette to abduct girls forever for the Dark Lord <laughs> and be worshipped by all? Or should it be shot with a shotgun, exploding into a thousand pieces of plaster and be shoveled back into the Oubliette, never talked about again? So this was brought to us by Chazilla, our patron. This is a patron's choice movie. Uh, Isaac, what's your final verdict for this film? Um, I thought that Highway to Hell was a really enjoyable movie. <laughs> I vacillated whether or not to release it. Yeah. Just because I think that some of the elements don't really hold water, make a lot of sense. <laughs> Yeah, kind of weird and bumbling but ultimately it's campy it's funny and I had a good time with it so I say why not (laughs) just release it into the world and you can make your own judgments (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, good time is a good uh, sort of summation on the film. Yeah, I did have a good time. I have to commend just the amount of detail that went into this movie. Yes, it's a pretty simplistic story. Like, you've got uh, the damsel gets captured. The guy has to go to this weird world to, to rescue her. I mean, it's, it's pretty basic. But yeah, all the little bits and pieces along the way, just so good. And, and on repeat watches, yeah, there's so much to notice about it. And the villain, I mean, Bezel, not so much, but Halcop, so iconic. Like, so, so iconic in his look and mm. his sort of manner. Um, I also found that that CJ Graham has played Jason Voorhees in one of the uh, Friday the ah. 13th movies. So he's got that, you know, uh, unstoppable <laughs> killer character d- oh, yeah. done done very well. So Solid resume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I would say this movie is a must-watch. Like, it, it is B-grade. Like, it's not great acting, yeah. but, like, I think there's a lot going for it, and it's very funny. <laughs> very, super funny. Yeah. As long as you're not going in expecting, like, Martin Scorsese-level stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> like, no, definitely You're going to be good. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. All right. Well, I guess uh, I have to consult our patrons for the patrons vote. Hello, hell. What are you doing, Dan? Can you give me the patrons vote, please? Our patrons have decided to set the film free. Oh, good. Yeah, setting it free from our patrons as well. But not from everyone. So Eddie Coulter said... Um, As much as I enjoy Highway to Hell, I can't really recommend it. The first and third acts are great, but the second act really drags the movie down. So I say, disable the Hellcops Google Maps. (laughs) (laughs) Colcrash Pictures says, I can't say I loved my screening of the film, but it does have a very unique style that's worthy of study, and I couldn't bear to throw the last Kevin Peter Hall film ever released back into the oubliette. Let it escape the bowels of hell. Nice. And uh, finally, Chisilla, uh, who uh, nominated this film, of course, said, uh, <laughs> Highway to Hell is such a product of its time, that late 80s to early 90s style, lots of music, baggy clothes, irony, puns and easter eggs is it sacrilege to say patrick bergen was a handsome suave satan was it just me or was royce a way bigger dick than Bezel? Uh, and then he goes on to say i say take off the handcuffs pick up lita ford and the stillers and let highway to hell out of the oubliette just don't stop between the two joshua trees Yeah. That was a good one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we're going to set it free. All right. Goodbye. (laughs) See ya. Dan, this was so fun, but I'm a movie oubliette fan, so you got to tell me what are y'all covering for the next episode? Yes. Well, uh, next time uh, we are going to be doing, uh, it's going to be our Christmas episode. (gasps) So it is going to be set in that period uh it's from 2016 it is a horror drama crime film i am not a serial killer yeah so this came out in 2016 uh it's directed by billy o'brien and it stars max records christopher lloyd laura fraser and carl geary I've never seen this film. This is a favorite of 
Conrad's. So uh, I think he's going to know more about it. But we may have a special guest on that episode as well. Fingers crossed. Still okay. still not locked in, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep them crossed for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's been great having you as my Conrad stand-in, Isaac. You have been, uh, you've done a stellar job, I have oh, to say. Thanks. How can our listeners uh, find you and follow you on the interweb? <laughs> Well, you can always get at me at my Instagram or my uh, Twitter. I refuse to call it the other one. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I don't think anyone's calling it the other one. Nobody's called it the other thing. Um, (laughs) Isaac Last Name, all one word. I'm also on YouTube as Isaac Last Name, not the one with male pregnancy porn, the one with movie reviews. Yes, yes, Um, yes. If you've been listening to the podcast, you heard me say that a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) There's another guy. He has more subscribers than me. It's really unfortunate. (laughs) Yeah. Don't follow that guy. Don't follow that guy. But yeah, it's always so lovely to talk to you and so lovely to be on this show. Thank you so much for letting me be here. <laughs> oh, anytime, anytime. Um, have you got anything coming up, any projects on the on the uh, go? I have something. I'm not sure if I can talk about it, but it might involve one of the Oubliette hosts. So something coming up on the horizon. Keep your ear out. Yes. (laughs) And it's not me. So the other one. Jeez. <laughs> yes, and uh, if you want to follow Movie Oubliette, we are Movie Oubliette everywhere, and uh, you can email us at movie.oubliette at gmail.com. Um, you can also support us more by becoming a patron at Patreon. We have numerous tiers that give you access to extended segments of the show, cast your final verdict on the film, uh, gain access to our monthly video minisode. Our last one was uh, our favourite horror genres. And uh, mm. you can also be able to uh, nominate films for us to cover, like today's film, uh, brought to us by Chizilla. And uh, for $10, you can uh, become an executive producer, our Knights of the Keep, uh, like Eddie Coulter, Gisela, Dr. Doggy, Isaac Sutton, and hey. uh, Cold Crash Pictures. <laughs> Love hearing my name. Yeah. 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 Uh, we've got merchandise on Redbubble and uh, our YouTube channel as well. And give us a rating and review on whatever you're listening to. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. So yeah, that's it for this episode <laughs> of uh, Movie Oubliette discussing Highway to Hell. We'll, we'll see you next time. See you next. Well, I won't, but <laughs> 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 but you shall be seen by a human. <laughs> yes, yes, Bye. yes. Goodbye. <laughs> You can't phone hell, boy. You can drive there, but you can't phone hell.